Hi everyone, Ben Almond here. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about inclusion and bias. And you know, we've been talking about inclusion and diversity for a while now. And some of us have done conscious inclusion training, which uh, helps us focus in on our unconscious bias and really trying to understand ourselves and how our past experiences have affected us. I had a experience yesterday I wanted to share that hopefully will help all of you. It helped me um, recognize some of our own biases and not, not just that we have them, but the impact it can have on those around us. So for those of you that don't know, in April of 2005, I had a life-changing accident that really changed my perspective. So I was pretty normal guy, six foot, walked into a meeting room, was able to command the attention of the room, didn't struggle with much from a physical standpoint. Um, things were going pretty well career-wise. You know, life was going pretty well. And I broke my back downhill mountain biking, which was a major change because, you know, I ended up paraplegic. Uh, I haven't walked into a room since. Uh, my perspective has drastically changed. And over the past uh, decade-ish, uh, let's say 13 years, I've had a chance to experience what it's like um, from a different perspective. So this story today comes from where I sit, which is a lot different than it was in February of 2005. And it's a pretty benign story. Don't expect a lot of drama, um, but there certainly were a lot of feelings and good intentions um, and I'm going to try and share all of that with you so that we can all learn from it. So this week, I had a wonderful week in Toronto, uh, participated in leadership voice training with many of the Canadian leadership team, um, got to watch people examine their own leadership style and how they translate messages into something useful for their own team. Uh, most of the group participated in conscious inclusion training and, you know, is really riding that high as I spent um, spent the end of the week interviewing candidates for our Canadian executive intern position. So feeling really good about, you know, leadership in the country and what the future looks like with some of the talent we've got hanging around. You know, so I started to head home um, on Friday and had a interesting experience. So I'm getting ready to fly out of Toronto Friday morning and approaching the security area and one of the TSA employees comes up to me and uh, exact words were who are you traveling with who's helping you and I, you know stunned a little bit um, I probably pretty bluntly returned you know nobody um, I'm on my own and you know I was I was a little bit taken aback and and I was thinking about it as I waited in what most of us have experienced the endless lines of security um, and thought a little bit about you know how he intended that conversation and you know reflecting on the fact that if you put yourself in his shoes he looked over and he saw a wheelchair he didn't see a professional in that wheelchair he didn't see um, an athlete in that wheelchair he didn't see me, he saw a wheelchair. And his initial thoughts were, you know, this person must require help. 
um, must have someone with them to be supporting them to go through this process um, of getting through an airport or getting on an airplane. Um, so, you know, probably had some good intentions because he was going to help whoever I was with also make their way through, you know, the endless line and security. Um, but the way it came across made me feel pretty small and, uh, not only a little bit angry and, and hurt, but, uh, a little bit introspective, uh, as I sat there considering, you know, um, how that felt. And it was a really quick interaction, but I'll tell you, I, I felt pretty small in that moment. And, and that doesn't happen to me very often, but, uh, but today would, would be a day that, uh, that it recurred a few times. So, so let's, let's keep carrying on. So I make my way through security and I'm on my way to the gate. Now the gate I'm flying out of is pretty far from the security entry point. So I can move pretty quick on those hard floors and I'm, I'm moving pretty fast. But, uh, as I'm making my way, I see two folks walking towards me in, um, the, in these red coats and they sort of, I, I don't know a better way to describe it other than they somewhat jump in front of me, um, which, you know, is dangerous on a, on a few fronts, but jump in front of me and stop me to say, who's helping you? How are you going to get to the gate? Um, we need to push you there. And, um, again, you know, I'm, stunned by the conversation because I was, you know, moving pretty quick. And I, I don't think that I was uh, looking like I needed a whole lot of help uh, at that point in time, but, you know, stopped and, and, uh, and probably quickly extracted myself from the conversation to get on the way again, because I really needed to, to make my way to the gate. But, you know, reflecting on this quick interaction, you know, I was already not feeling very great about, you know, how the day was unfolding with my interaction at security. Um, I was possibly late for my flight, so I was trying to get a move on. Um, and then this happens. And, you know, putting myself in their shoes, you know, their job is to help people in wheelchairs. And, uh, you know, they get paid to do it. And many of the people they see really need a hand, really need, you know, pushing through the airport because they can't do it themselves or they're in an airport wheelchair, which is, you know, I don't know if any of you have seen them. They're probably too wide to push yourself, even if you tried. Um, but, you know, again, best of intentions um, left me thinking about myself and, and, you know, again, feeling a little small, probably a little bit vulnerable, Um you know, definitely not feeling like the guy who had just spent the week with a wonderful leadership team and feels really strongly about the future of this business that I get to be a part of. Um, you know, their best intentions um, probably poorly delivered um, and, and didn't take into account what it's like from where I sit and how that feels. You know, so for, for a little perspective, those of you that know me know, you know, there are no handles on this wheelchair. It's intentional. Um, I'm resistant to taking help even when I may possibly need it. I, I feel like it's important for me to try um, and push myself 
to be as independent as, as humanly possible, which, you know, I may not reach the things in the, the top cupboard anymore, but there's not much that I don't do. So these two interactions have got me feeling pretty shaken. Now I finally make my way to my gate and I get to the gate and I have one last interaction before I leave Toronto. And it, it actually may, um, it creates the genesis of why I'm recording this for you. So I come up to the gate, um, the gate agent walks out from behind the desk and fortunately the plane hasn't started boarding yet, but she walks out and she comes up and goes, hi, you know, you must be Mr. Almond. Is there anything you need from us? Do you need anything? How can we help? We're here to do whatever, however much or however little you need. And, and after the last two interactions I've had, um, this one is a bit refreshing. So I take a bit of a step back in my mind and, and, you know, let her know that I actually don't need any help getting on the plane. And, but I really appreciate the offer. Um, you know, are we boarding right now? And she goes, yeah, yeah, we were basically just waiting for you to show up. Um, so onto the plane I go and I head home and, and as I'm sitting on the plane, I'm thinking about how different that third interaction was than the other two. And, you know, on the surface, the same basis all held there. She had great intentions. She came, she asked me, you know, did I need any help at all? What did I need? Um, and I'm not 100% sure structurally it was different other than in tone and approach and implication that um, she, she entered from the side that she wasn't sure if I needed any help at all. Um, rather than entering from a place where the assumption was, I absolutely did need help. And, you know, in fact, I was going to have to take it. So, you know, on, on that front, I, I just want to remind us that, you know, all of us have bias. And, th and that's okay. That's okay. What makes a difference is being self-aware and understanding where that's coming from, and maybe altering your approach a little bit. Um, be aware that that person that you're dealing with, whether it's at work or it's in an airport, um, you know, they're coming from a different position as well. And, and you know, not all of us have as visible um, a, a, of an item to deal with as a wheelchair. Um, it could be as simple as, you know, the structure of your family or, um, something way beneath the surface, but be sensitive to the fact that we've all got biases and be sensitive that how you present when you approach people um, makes all the difference in how they take it. And you could just as easily make somebody feel good as you could make them feel small and tiny and force them, you know, to go into their mind and reflect on who they are and are they that person that they think they are. So I don't have all the answers, but um, I hope sharing this story helps somebody. Um, and I know there's others out there that experience far more um, blatant bias than I do. But, uh, but I feel like we got to start somewhere and, and sharing is a great place to start. So I want everyone to be thoughtful and intentional uh, when we interact, you know, both at work and outside and start with you because we've got to start somewhere. So start with yourself. So take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you soon.